welcome to the latest episode of the Pets at Home Puppy Podcast. I'm Kate Cornish, editor of My VIP Magazine, which is the customer magazine for Pets at Home. And I am joined again by the lovely Samantha Butler-Davis, who is the Veterinary Clinical Services Manager at Vets for Pets. Hello, Sam. Hello. So this episode, it's all about frequently asked questions. So we went to the members of the Pets at Home VIP Puppy and Kitten Club and asked them the things that they wanted to know about the most about their glorious little bundles of joy. So I've got a list of frequently asked questions here, Sam, from new puppy owners. Are you ready for me to bombard you with these questions? I'm ready. And what I'm going to say as well is that on the day that we're recording, whichever day this is, it's actually my puppy's first birthday today. Oh my gosh, you're taking time out to do this. You should be running around frolicking in meadows. No, making him a doggy friendly cake and everything. Um, but what it means is that I've just experienced this. I'm still experiencing it. You know, I've, I've been through this. So hopefully I can bring a little bit of information and personal experience to it. But let's just see what, what kind of questions we've got. Okay, so... Let's kick off. So I'll just say these are from the uh, Puppy and Kitten Club members and also members of the Wagging Tail Facebook group, which is a Facebook group created by Pets at Home with puppies and their parents in mind. So, yeah, if you're on your journey with your new furry family member, join our group. And, you know, you can surround yourself with loads of friendly advice, top tips, like-minded owners who, like Sam just said, understand your struggles, celebrate your breakthroughs. And also, of course, we all love to share our puppy pictures. So get involved. And also, I'll just do a little bit more housekeeping. Um, before we crack on, you can get in touch with us via Twitter, where our tag is at Pets at Home. And on Instagram, it's slightly different. Our tag on Instagram is at Pets at Home UK. And also, if you've got a question, uh, why not email it to us at our podcast email address, which is puppypodcast at petsathome.co.uk. Okay, Sam. So first uh, frequently asked puppy question to you is... Why is my puppy eating grass? Lots of different reasons or lots of different thought processes around this. One, it's a fun thing for them to do. They pull it up and they, you know, they dig and they pull and they dig and they pull. They actually don't really eat the grass. Another is that some people think it may actually help with digestion. Um, it's just something that just aids everything through their, their, their gastrointestinal tract. But what I would say, it's usually not anything to worry about. It's a normal behaviour. If they're doing it to excess then perhaps think, mm, are they missing something in their diet? Do, is, there, is there something else going on? So it'd be worth having a chat with your vet. But one thing I would say that's really, really important in young puppies anyway, but especially if they're eating a lot of grass, is parasite protection. The big one being lungworm, which not a lot of people realise this, but it's carried and spread by snails and slugs. And they all come out at night, crawl all over your garden, all over, all over your grass. Your puppy eats the grass. They can ingest the larva of the lungworm and then they can actually contract lungworm but if you have regular parasite protection you're going to be protecting against that so it's always worth having a chat with your vet about what's the best protection for your puppy so nothing to worry about but make sure you've got them protected thank you very much okay so another another uh, uh foodie one for you sam why does my puppy hide treats rather than eat or chew on them but they go and find them eventually though, right? Yeah, yeah. They'll go and hide them and then stash them, basically. Mm -hmm. Some puppies just like to do that. They're just not quite ready. But they want they want the treat. They want the treat. But they're going to put it somewhere safe and they'll come back to it later. 
and often it's really it's really frustrating as an owner they'll go under a cushion or they'll dig in the sofa and they'll stuff that manky chew right down the back where it collects all the dust and then obviously they start chewing again a little bit later delicious so throughout this podcast i'm going to be talking a lot about using treats as a training aid and rewarding your puppy what's important to remember here is that any treats you give to your puppy you take from their daily food allowance so whatever it is that you're feeding them you'll have a guide as to how much food they're supposed to have every day and if you add the treats on top of that you could rapidly head towards a bit of a a overweight puppy and we want to avoid that so just do do some calculations and make sure when at the start of the day take a handful of biscuits for example or if you're using different biscuits to some wet food just calculate out the difference there in grams take it from their total and that way you should have a puppy that maintains a steady weight and grows accordingly and also dear listener please do try to uh, resist those puppy dog eyes it's very very easy isn't it sam just to feed your puppy when he's got those gorgeous pleading eyes i swear they do it on purpose So I would like to bring in now uh, Amelia Wilcock, who is the proud parent, puppy parent of the adorable little Olive. Um, Hello, Amelia. Hi, I am indeed. I am proud, but a little bit, I'm at my wit's end with biting and I just, uh, yeah, I need a little bit of help on at the minute she is nibbling like mad which is like a baby isn't it teething which I guess normal it's just I suppose knowing that you're doing the right thing when you're saying no okay how old is Olive she's 15 weeks so Mm -hmm. probably prime teething time absolutely And, and what breed is she she's a mini dachshund right okay so yeah she's she knows what she wants that's for sure um stubborn um so you're absolutely right 15 weeks is prime they're really starting to not only are they teething but they're starting to explore everything with their mouth as well and just seeing what they are what they can and can't do but like us or like toddlers they pick everything up they look at it they're picking everything up with their mouth and having a chew so first thing is i can completely feel your pain my puppy now is a year old and we went through this in about yeah 15 weeks anything in sight he would want to chew including us so does she try and nibble at your hands any part of yeah clothing um you let your pants when you're walking around absolutely anything Okay. okay so first thing i'd say is make sure that you've got appropriate chew toys for olive so things that she can really get involved in with chewing not too hard because she's still got her puppy teeth but there are loads of products available out there they're just the right softness but just the right hardness as well where she'll actually be able to chew and not destroy you might have to experiment a little bit find the ones that she really takes a fancy to okay in regards to you your hands your feet your clothes it's going to sound a little bit obvious but it's something you're going to have to keep trying to do number one don't wear loose clothing so don't have those that don't wear a skirt, don't have trousers that flow, tight jeans, that kind of thing. Something that she just can't get her, her, her teeth onto. And what we certainly did is with Douglas is that when he was doing that, we would remove ourselves from the situation. Saying no to him just didn't work because he was like, awesome, plays on. And I'm imagining that Olive probably does the same once you yeah. start acting. Yeah, she's like, yeah. game time. Or, yeah. And of course, you don't want to put your hand up because you don't, you know, you're basically just waggling something else in her face. So it's kind of, yeah, exactly. So it's, but, and you get after, you know, I've had her since eight weeks. So no, is obviously not really doing too much at the minute. So it's exactly, it's what can we do 
as yeah. a step up from a no. So no is just a, it's just a noise to puppies. Yeah. Um, and obviously we talk a lot about positive reinforcement. We don't like to be negative with puppies. So mm-hmm. the, the trick here is to try and give them a redirection. You've got to get Olive onto something else that isn't you. One thing that can sometimes work to get their immediate attention off you is you've always got biscuits or treats in your in your pocket scatter them on the floor and she's like oh biscuits and she's on and you can get away it's important to just take that step away then you can get hold of a toy to redirect her with and it's time to say that actually this is the appropriate thing and it's all about rewarding the good you don't punish the bad we're not even saying there's anything that's bad she's just exploring the world but it's about rewarding the behaviors that you want her to do right you've, you've let go of me biscuit you're you're interacting with the toy biscuit it's all good it's all a good treat patience is huge amelia has that answered your question it has yeah thank you i'll definitely try the treats that's something i haven't tried yet which is brilliant thank you and it's the scatter it's important because then your hand isn't there um and just say again it you will get through this stage i promise Thanks, Amelia. If any other listeners would like to come on the podcast, like Amelia, uh, you can email us your question at podcast at petsathome.co.uk. Right, Sam, a few, few little training questions here, uh, training related questions. First one being, how do I get my puppy to use puppy pads? It's tricky, isn't it? Um, they, unfortunately, they don't come pre-trained generally. So consistency and patience is the best piece of advice I can give here. And there's a couple of things you need to look at is so Right. When do you want to when do you want to put your puppy on the training pad? As soon as they wake up, pop them on the pad. As soon as they finished eating, pop them on the pad. Uh, If you notice them heading towards a quiet spot in the house or the room and they look like they're about to squat, pop them on the pad. And what you're doing there is you're trying to get them to make that link between I need the loo and this is where I do it. And the reason I'm saying, you know, when they wake up and just after they've eaten is those are the two most common times they're going to want to go to the toilet. Now, being little pupsters, they're going to sleep a lot, probably going to eat quite a lot as well. So you're going to be making that trip quite a few times on the pad, on the pad, on the pad. And eventually your puppy will take themselves to that pad and do their toilet on the pad. And along those lines, lots of praise when they successfully do it on the pad. Loads of praise. Good puppy. Excellent puppy. And give them a little treat afterwards. Really, really important. They've got to know that it's a good thing that's just that they've just done. And it's all it's all a win. What we don't do is we don't tell them off if they go somewhere else. They don't know that they've done wrong. That's not what this is about. That's not we don't do the negative reinforcement or anything like that. You move them to the pad. And that's what you do when they do it right. Massive praise. Brilliant. Okay, next question. How do I stop my puppy chewing my stuff slash socks slash slippers slash leather bag slash <laughs> so it the list goes on. The list goes on. Chewing your stuff. Well, the first answer to that is don't have your stuff where the puppy can get to it because mm-hmm. Um, as we said to Amelia earlier, um, you know, if when puppies are little, they're exploring, they're experimenting and they're using their mouth to just test out all these new things. And so if your lovely leather handbag is hanging off the back of a, of a chair, that is like I'm 
going straight for that. That's what I'm going to chew today because it's new, it's novel, and it feels great in my mouth. There are going to be times, obviously, you can't completely empty a room of your table, your chairs, the kitchen side. <laughs> um, but what you can do is have appropriate toys around for them to entertain them. And you can rotate those toys as well. You know, if you've got one teddy, one chew toy, and maybe another stuffed animal sitting there, after a couple of days, you're going to be bored of those, really. So you're yeah. going to start exploring the wider room. So have three, even four sets of toys that you rotate around every couple of days. There's something new coming in all the time. They're like, ooh, I'm going to play with this. I'm going to chew that. We talk about you can um, stuff various toys, you know, with food. And that can keep them entertained for absolutely for hours. Yeah. It's about entertaining them and showing them all the good things that they can chew. As we've said before, though, Kate, you're not negative when they've chewed something they shouldn't do. Yeah. It's not their fault. They're just exploring. They're just little. They're just babies. They're just having yeah. a look around. Your slippers smell of you. Oh, yes. What's yes. I get to chew that it's great and it smells, smells of my human. Yeah. Um, you know, Douglas, as I've said, he's a year old today. He did chew a lot of things. Um, but now, thankfully, we, we now he will actually go to his toy box. Yes, he has a toy box. Um, <laughs> so and he'll, he'll pick out his favorite toy. And now he knows what he's allowed to chew and what, what he's not. And that, you know, but it takes time. It takes yeah. time. Patience, patience, patience. OK, so um, I guess probably the same kind of answer again, Sam. Another one here is how do I stop my puppy from jumping up? It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because it also a lot depends on the size of dog you've got. If you've got a tiny, tiny dog that's just jumping up and mainly reaching your mid-calf level, it, it's not too annoying, but you could have a big Labrador that's, you know, actually can make it up into your face, and that that's it's poor doggy manners. Um, so talked about distraction before, distraction technique, and this is, I'm coming very much from personal experience of what we had to do with Douglas. But one big thing we did is we would turn around, so we wouldn't interact with him, and um Eventually, he learned that he could just come around the other side and jump up there instead. Um, so we moved to distraction technique. So that was we would anticipate when he was about to jump up and we'd scatter biscuits to distract yeah. him. We would do our best to remove ourselves from the situation if he was doing it. Um, but again, we focus on the positive. When he did something right, that's when he got praise and a mm -hmm. treat. Um, and eventually as well, we would we'd actually just both of us would have one of his toys permanently in our back pocket. And if he started to jump, we'd get the toy and we'd throw it far away and he'd go off and he'd bring it back. And he quickly learned that actually if he didn't jump, he got the toy. Lots of different schools of thoughts, lots of different techniques. But it is important to teach a doggy not to jump up. Like I said, the phrase I use is it's not very good doggy manners. This next section, there's a few questions that correlate to the same subject matter of trying to understand what your puppy's trying to tell you. Why is my puppy panting is the first one here on this list, Sam. Puppies, dogs, the way they cool down is by panting. Yeah. So we spoke about this, didn't we, on our heat, heat, uh, heat stroke yes. episode. Yes, summer um, special. So, yeah, do refer back to that, folks. All about air flowing over the, the tongue, the, the pharynx, the top of the roof of the mouth. Um, so a lot of the times they're panting because they're, tr they're trying to cool down. You've got to think, what situation are you in when your puppy's doing this? Is it a really hot day? In which case, right, alarm bells, get that puppy inside where it's cooler, yeah. cool the puppy down. Remember, as per last episode, don't dunk them in cold water. Just get cool water, put cool water all over their coat. But also, you know, 
they run around, they have a little pant. So yeah. nine times out of ten, it's perfectly normal. They've just had a bit of a Whoa, running around, oh, need a pant to cool down. That's fine. If they don't stop panting, if it gets excessive, that's when you need to, to think what's happened here. Okay. Um, but it's a natural behavior. It's a normal behavior. But it's all about the context as well. When is it happening and what are they doing at the time? Excellent. Right. This next question is one I want answering because my dog, Buddy, who isn't a puppy anymore, he is now nearly 10. We live in Wales where there's a lot of sheep and therefore a lot of sheep poo. And Buddy likes to eat the occasional lump of sheep poo. It's disgusting. So the question is, why does my puppy eat poo? Right. So you mentioned, obviously, Buddy eats sheep poo. Um, and I'm sure a lot of listeners will also have the issue where their puppy actually maybe eats their own poo. Yes. Or other dog's poo. Um, and this is the, the, the big word for this is coprophagia, which literally means eating poo. Um, let's start. For, I'll come back to Buddy, but let's start first of all with puppies that eat their own poo. Yeah. Because um, this is something that you can you can try and address pretty quickly. Sometimes it's due to the food they're eating, whether it's a good quality food or not. And this is going to sound really gross, but whether it smells similar to what they've just eaten, so they haven't digested it very well, and it yeah. smells the same. So they think, oh, dinner time again. So step one, look at what you're feeding them. Is it nutritiously correct for your puppy? Second, you need to try and break that habit of them spinning around and eating the poo. But what you also want to avoid is making it a game. So mm -hmm. it's not a game of who gets the poo first. <laughs> so we've spoken about scattering biscuits before. Mm. Right? Puppy's doing their poo. You're praising. Good. In one hand, you have your poo bag ready because everybody carries a poo bag with them now to pick up their poo yeah. wherever they may be. And in the other hand, you've got some biscuits. So Puppy stops pooing, you praise and you throw the biscuits in the opposite direction. And hopefully what happens is puppy goes, oh, biscuits, saunters off to the biscuits, you swoop in, scoop up the poo. They don't realise it. It's gone. Done. So it's not a it's not a game. They're not twisting around quickly to see if they can beat you to get to the poo. You're taking it away yeah. and again, redirecting that behaviour elsewhere. Yeah, just a distraction technique again. And, you know, the same would probably apply with sheep poo. Why do they do it? So many reasons. It smells, it tastes great. Okay, it's not, I'm just worried that I've just, am I not giving them enough fibre or it's nothing no. like it just smells and tastes great? High, yeah, highly unlikely in this particular instance. It's just, it smells great. I mean, he probably rolls in it too, I imagine. Yeah, and fox poo. Yeah, and fox poo, yes. You yeah. can try again, distraction technique. You know, have those biscuits, scatter them in an opposite direction, praise when he moves away from the poo, that kind of thing. I'm sorry, we're, we're, we're not coming off the subject of poo yet because I've got <laughs> one more question I forgot to ask you. Why does my puppy roll around in disgusting stuff, including muzzy mess, poo and carcasses? <laughs> it's gross, isn't it? It's gross. Um, the number of times we've had to hose poor Douglas down when he comes back having rolled in fox poo. Um, and even then the smell kind of lingers for a couple of days. There are loads of different thought processes about why they do this. Top one, is it that they're actually thinking they're disguising their own smell? And so they can then walk around smelling like a fox and sneak up on foxes. Is it that actually they are rubbing their own smell onto that area you know and so they're, they're 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 kind of masking where the fox is being well i've been here too and it's just a side effect that they get mm. covered in fox poo um or 
Is it that it just smells so delicious to them, they have to cover themselves in it? It's revolting. They think fox poo. Fox poo is the worst stench in the entire world. I mean, I'm sure all the puppy owners of here have experienced this already. If your puppy rolls in fox poo and it gets in your car, you, oh. oh gosh, you can get the fox poo wipes, can't you? Um, that are in the shape of a glove. You put your hands inside it and then and then just like rub it. Oh gosh. I tell it's, you what, uh, put it, put another glove on first and then put that one on. Yes. Oh, because they are, not... yeah, they're not waterproof. <laughs> but no, I always have to have puppy wipes in the car, dog wipes in the car, because that yeah. is that is. They will do it, but no matter what you do, they'll, they'll do it. What a game! What a game! Oh, here's a nice question. So um, I'm sure everybody has seen this pose. Their puppy and um, perform this pose. So Sam, why does my puppy lay his head and front paws splayed out close to the ground? while sticking his bum in the air. In our house, we call that the international symbol of play. Um, it's very much a play position. They get down, they're ready, like, oh, I'm ready to play. Come on, let's play. And they use it when they're interacting with humans. They really use it when they're interacting with other dogs and they're all friendly together and they're playing. And it is, it's the international symbol of play. Obviously, sometimes I have to bring the slight downside to this. It's what I do on these podcasts, I'm so sorry. It can sometimes, if your puppy's not well, it could also indicate a sore tummy. However, there'll be other things going on with the puppy that make you think that. So nine times out of 10, international symbol of play. I'm going to copyright that. Um, <laughs> other type, just so like I say, if your puppy's been being sick, had some diarrhea or not very right, and they keep doing this position stretching, oh, that can mean tummy ache. More than likely, they're actually just playing. Yeah, Okay. Why does my puppy nurse on things like blankets or stuffed animals? Comfort. You know, when they were when, when they were little little puppies and they were feeding from mum. You know, they just like cats. Actually, they they they, when they, they don't do it when they're adults, but they would pudge yeah. with their feet on the on the mum. And then it's just a it, you know, to have something in their mouth and sucking on something. It, it it's a hark back basically, and they're just comforting themselves. Sometimes it's when they're teething too, just helps yeah. them to have something to be chewing on. It just takes the edge off. Okay. And this is a very cute one. Um, my dog still does this and it's so adorable when you see a little puppy doing it. Why does my puppy in air quotes run in his sleep? That's so adorable <laughs> when they do that. I think this is dreaming. Yeah, Douglas does it all the time. Little little, little we call him whoops, like whoop, whoop, and yeah. I just did that, didn't I? Um, but his little feet will twitch and the tail will sometimes wag. We know he's having yeah. a good dream if his tail wags. Yeah, in my mind, they are they're, they're replaying their day. And they're just, they're dreaming about what they've seen. They get nothing to worry about. Nothing to oh, worry yeah. about. My dog still does that and has done it for 10 years. And yeah, there's nothing to worry about. It's completely no. normal behaviour. Move along. So this question comes from our Facebook page, the, the Wagging Tail, which is a group of like-minded puppy parents. And we've got all our experts, including lovely Sam and lovely Claire, who give loads of really good advice. And um, one of the questions that keeps coming up a lot on that group is, why are my puppy's stools loose, Sam? So we're talking, I'm going to expand on that. We're talking about loose poo here. Yeah, back to poo, poo, sorry. So first thing to say is yeah, puppies shouldn't have loose poo, shouldn't have diarrhoea. Um, no. It's not normal. Um, sometimes the reason behind it can be very benign. However, um, let's look at the top, top couple of reasons. One, diet change. Um, especially when they've come from their breeders' homes and they've come to you and you're gradually... Yeah 
or you're changing the ones the, the diet you want to feed them. If you do it too quickly, it can upset their tummy. Sometimes it could be something within the food that doesn't agree with them. Less common in young, young puppies tends to happen as they're a bit older, but that is something to bear in mind. Stress can do it. So the whole act of coming into the house or changes in the house, that can cause them to have a tummy upset. And then we've got parasites as well, various parasites that can happen. So here's the thing to do. If you're changing your dog's food, your puppy's food, do it really slowly. Okay, so yeah, what um, there is there is a sort of rule of thumb again for this, isn't there, of transitioning your dog's food? Like, what is it like? You say it's really slowly, so it's like, 15% of the new food, 75% of the old food. What, what's, the, what's the rule there? What's the process? You know, I usually say about 10 days to 14 days. Okay. Um, I'd rather it took longer and there was less chance of an upset. Um, There's very, very rare that you would have to do an immediate change. Very rare. Um, so you do you the percentages, you do it gradually. You mix their old food with the new food and you gradually change the ratio and off they go. If your puppy's got diarrhea, though, I really would... Um, encourage you to give your vet practice a quick call. It may be that you have a phone conversation with the vet nurse and she can talk you through a couple of options and actually talk to you about your specific puppy, specific symptoms they're having. But, I, but don't ignore it. It's not something to ignore. Um, and there's lots of things that they can advise you to do. Younger puppies, obviously, they're going to be having their vaccinations. So you're going to have an opportunity to talk to your vet actually at the time as well. But I wouldn't necessarily wait for that consult. I would pick that phone up, have a chat with your vet. Because like I say, it's not normal. They shouldn't be doing it. Lots of reasons why it could be. But every puppy is different. So have that conversation. But have those thoughts in the back of your mind. Have I changed their food recently? Has there been a stressful incident? Is their parasite protection up to date? Yeah, maybe you've picked up something that you shouldn't have eaten, one on a walk or what have you. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah they could have done that, yeah. Yeah, they. I mean, they all have, you know, they're babies. They're always going to have an upset tummy because they're. I'm assuming, like us, their digestive system's still growing and, and, and maturing. Yeah, they, so you said if they go out on a walk, they're fully vaccinated, they go out on the walk and they find something they really want to have a nibble on and they really shouldn't have nibbled on that, you know. Mm dead things and fox poo yeah, that's how you like it's going to upset their tummy there's things your vet your vet team could advise you on to help ease that down a bit yeah and especially if i guess if it lasts more than 24 hours like you say it's not normal yeah it's, it's not normal the next day just get them to the vet immediately yeah and if it even if it's just it's happening a little bit but actually your puppy's off color they don't want to eat they're very very quiet absolutely call your vet practice get an appointment get them seen yeah don't hesitate okay so, yeah, moving away from poo, finally. I keep saying that. We'll probably come back to poo at some point. I'm, I do apologise. Why is my puppy digging up garden, Sam? It's a fun thing to do. Yeah. Um, you know, I said before, they're, they're, they're exploring everything. They're using their mouth. They're using their feet. And, oh, if you're digging in the garden, you start getting a really good dig on, and there's mud flying everywhere, and you're discovering new things, that's what you're going to do. It's the best thing ever. Um, you know, there'll be bugs in there. There'll be other animals, poo probably, that smells great. Um, and it's exciting. So that's why they do it. They're just young. They're playing around. Well, we're at the end. We've run out of time. And I think we've uh, pretty much covered all the frequently asked questions. So thank you again so much to my guest, Veterinary Clinical Services Manager at Vets for Pets, Dr. Samantha Butler-Davis. Thank you again, Sam. You're welcome. One thing I'd just add at the end, Kate, is it's going to be a long year with your, your new puppy. Yeah. Have the patience. Don't worry. It's worth it. It really, really is. Just been through it myself. Still got a few things going on. Why, it's 100 million times worth it. 
absolutely you've got it you've got it nailed sam's just been through it herself and um yeah she knows she's speaking from life experience it's all okay don't get stressed out you're doing it right it just takes time and patience and like i said at the top of this episode you can get more expert advice if you visit vetsforpets.com or head over to petsathome.com where the pet talk section has some great advice there too You can join our Puppy and Kitten Club, uh, which has tailored offers and discounts, plus expert care advice from the likes of Sam and Claire again. You can join for free online or download the VIP Club app to access all your exclusive offers. And then also we talked about the Wagging Tail, our Facebook group, which is all about puppies and their parents. So it's open to everybody who's got a a, a new puppy. So join and surround yourself with uh, friendly advice, top tips and like-minded owners. And also get in touch with us via Twitter, where our tag is at Pets at Home. And on Instagram, it's uh, at Pets at Home UK. And of course, if you have a question uh, that we haven't already covered, um, um, it's not an exhaustive list, is it? So uh, you can email your questions um, for Claire and Sam at puppypodcast at petsathome.co.uk. Thanks, everyone. See you next time. Bye. (laughs)